Part 2. The Words and Wisdom of Marcus Aurelius, the Great Roman Emperor and Stoic Master. If you haven't listened to it already, of course I recommend you check out Part 1 of this little series in Episode 52 of the podcast, in which I read through some of my favourite passages from my favourite book ever written, or at least that I have read so far. So, without further ado, let's continue where we left off. You are listening to Budo, The Martial Way. My name is Lewis, and these are the words of Marcus Aurelius. Book 7, Passage 1 This is wickedness. This is what you have often seen. And you should have this thought ready to hand against any eventuality. I have seen this often before. Generally, wherever you look, you will find the same things. The histories, ancient, more recent and modern, are full of them. Cities and households are full of them today. There is nothing new. All is familiar and all short-lived. I often recall this passage as I engage with the struggles and evils of our modern era. Some people, many people, most people, are poor students of history. And of course, yes, we live in an age with such modern marvels as the internet, global trade, instantaneous communication. Yes, all of that is new and very exciting, but I beg you, look deeper at the issues we deal with. War, financial inequality, social conflict. Look closely at the nature of these things. It is quite arrogant to think that the issues we deal with now are so unique, so original. Any student of history will see the patterns. What's that expression? History doesn't repeat, but it rhymes. Of course, that does not dismiss the validity or severity of the issues we are currently dealing with. Bad things are happening and we need to deal with them. But when you understand the perennial nature of such things, it will relieve you of your anxiety. You won't feel so much pressure when you understand that these things have always been, and as far as we can tell, will always continue to be. We're living in a soap opera that just keeps repeating the same story over and over. The characters change, the clothes, the technology, the setting, but the plot is the same. 728. Withdraw into yourself. It is in the nature of the rational, directing mind to be self-content with acting rightly and the calm it thereby enjoys. Withdraw into yourself. God, I love it. The prose, it's so beautiful. This message is the same as the passage we started with right back at the beginning. Find retreat within yourself. And similar to the other passage in which he talks about relying on the practice you have already mastered. When you understand the way, when you pursue right thought, right speech, right action... 
you can relax. You can be confident that whatever happens, it will be fine. Because for your part, as far as you are able, you will do the right thing. You will allow the Tao to unfold through you naturally without resistance. It's beautiful, honestly. How can anyone not love this? 769. Perfection of character is this, to live each day as if it were your last, without frenzy, without apathy, without pretense. Live each day as if it were your last. I'm sure you've heard that one before. It's a classic, right? But no one ever quotes the full passage without frenzy, without apathy, and without pretense. Memento mori, remember you must die. But when confronted with this truth, most people's immediate reaction is to panic. If you were told by a doctor that you were going to die tomorrow, how would you react? I think it's safe to say that most people would lose themselves in despair, give up all hope, or go mental and act like some madman. But as Marcus teaches us, live each day as if it were your last, but calmly, stoically, with dignity and purpose. Book 8, Passage 10 Regret is a censure of yourself for missing something beneficial. The good must be something beneficial and of concern to the wholly good person. No wholly good person would regret missing a pleasure. Therefore, pleasure is neither beneficial nor a good. This is a passage I personally need. I often call this to mind. We each have our vices, right? Everyone is a victim to the seductive allure of pleasure. For some, it's food, others money or alcohol. We all have an itch that needs to be scratched. For me, one of my itches is women and sex. I love beautiful women. I love spending time with them and I love being intimate with them. That in itself is not unusual, but you'll have to trust me when I say I really love it. This is something I can't seem to get enough of. Consider this. Most of us, I'm sure, have had some experience in which we miss out on some opportunity to get laid, right? I can look back into my memory and identify a few times some beautiful woman was clearly into me, and for whatever reason, I didn't pursue it at the time. And you can look back and think, oh man, that would have been good. Damn, I missed an opportunity. If only, if only I'd done this or that, I could have had her. Regret is censor of yourself for missing something beneficial. Sex in itself is not beneficial. Sure, it's pleasurable and I want it. But beyond that desire, beyond satisfying my hormonal instincts, there is no benefit for either myself or the good of society at large. So don't regret missing an opportunity to experience pleasure. You have not actually missed out on anything of real value or worth. 8.28 Pain is an evil either to the body so let the body give its evidence, or to the soul. 
But the soul can preserve its own clear sky and calm voyage by not assessing pain as an evil. Every judgment, every impulse, desire and rejection is within the soul, where nothing evil can penetrate. At some point, you will experience pain. Personally, I have had some long-running issues with my teeth and have enjoyed some delightfully uncomfortable treatments at the dentist. In some way or another, for women it's childbirth or if you're involved in some accident, sooner or later you will experience pain. Dealing with pain is something often discussed within the practice of meditation. All physical sensations, either pleasurable or unpleasant, all these physical sensations arise from outside of our consciousness. They come to us like sights or sounds. They approach us from beyond our consciousness. And we are able, through fierce application of our will, to detach ourselves from these sensations and remain centered within our directing mind. I have talked about this extensively in episode 49 of the podcast. That's a good episode. I recommend you check it out if you haven't already. The application of the will in overcoming bodily sensations. I love this final line. Every judgment, every impulse, desire and rejection is within the soul where nothing evil can penetrate, where nothing evil can penetrate. This is important, not only for dealing with pain, but for dealing with any difficulty, especially those which arise from other people. You must remind yourself, no one can reach within your mind and force you to think or believe anything. Only you have control over that. Only you can allow yourself to be influenced by others. You must maintain your sovereign autonomy. This is at the heart of Stoicism. 8.39 In the constitution of the rational being, I can see no virtue that counters justice, but I do see the counter to pleasure, self-control. The Counter to Pleasure, Self-Control Have you read my book, The Martial Method? Remember I speak of the five hindrances, desire, anger, laziness, restlessness, and doubt, and the remedies to these hindrances. For desire, we have discipline, aparigraha. You are beset on all sides by the temptation of pleasure. In food, drink, alcohol, drugs cheap dopamine in social media and porn, the answer to this is very simple. Self-control. Ruthless application of the will. Discipline. How we cultivate discipline, how we strengthen our will, that is a different question. Certainly a far more complex issue. But make no mistake, the main issue at hand is really that simple. The counter to pleasure is quite simply self-control. Book 9, Passage 13 Today I escaped from all bothering circumstances, or rather, I threw them out. They were nothing external but inside me, just my own judgments. 
I absolutely love this passage. It's so light and carefree. Today I escaped from all bothering circumstances, or rather I threw them out. There were nothing external but inside me, just my own judgments. It's so casual, so easy, but also so empowering. All of your suffering exists within you. It is your own judgment of these things that cause you distress. I know there are many people who would absolutely hate this message. There are a lot of people who like to blame all the suffering and problems in their life on factors outside themselves, on society, culture, the government, ex-political group. And of course, there are a lot of terrible things in the world. The night is dark and full of terrors. I'm sure it feels nice to absolve yourself of responsibility. It's not my fault my life sucks. It's all those other people who are making it difficult for me. The problem with this attitude is that it transforms you into a weak, helpless child. If the cause of your suffering are all those innumerable things outside of yourself, what can you possibly do about that? You become a victim, lost to the whims of fate. Today I escaped from all bothering circumstances, or rather, I threw them out. Can you imagine that? Just throw out your concerns, like an old pair of shoes. They might be comfortable, you may be used to them, and at this point I imagine you've held on to some of these concerns for so long that they have become a part of you. But just like that, you can toss them out, whenever you have the strength of will to do so. Book 10, Passage 15 The time you have left is short. Live it as if you were on a mountain. Here or there makes no difference. If wherever you live, you take the world as your city. Let men see. Let them observe a true man living in accordance with nature. If they cannot bear him, let them kill him. A better fate than a life like theirs. The beginning of this passage reminds me of the likes of Nietzsche or Dorgan Zenji, these great men, truly wise sages. They were not attached to any particular place. They understood themselves to be citizens of the world. Their perspective was so broad, so vast, that they didn't confine themselves psychologically to any one particular area, either geographically, socially, or culturally. That is how you should be. That is how the higher man operates. You can pick him up and drop him anywhere in the world, and he will not only survive, but he will thrive. Let me quote the second half again. Let men see. Let them observe a true man living in accordance with nature. If they cannot bear him, let them kill him. A better fate than a life like theirs. This most certainly must be influenced by the fate of Socrates. They killed him. They couldn't stand the way he taught people to think for themselves, to question everything and become sovereign, independent citizens. So here, Marcus says, all right, if you can't stand the man I am, then kill me. I would rather that than become like you. Who has the strength of character to stand up and say no? Who can do that? 
Over the last three years, we've seen everyone bend the knee. Everyone bows their head and does exactly what they're told like a good little citizen. Few are those who will stand up for truth, integrity and honour. Even less are those who are prepared to die for it. Book 11, Passage 12 The soul is a sphere which retains the integrity of its own form if it does not bulge or contract for anything, does not flare or subside, but keeps the constant light by which it sees the truth of all things and the truth in itself. Beautiful, poetic. And once again, we are reminded that our soul Our mind, our conscious awareness is impenetrable. There is nothing more empowering than this. Nothing can possibly give you more agency than to be told that your mind, the very core of your being, cannot be pushed or coerced into anything beyond your will. It is unfortunate that most people attach themselves, absolutely, to qualities beyond themselves. Their money, their reputation, their job or place in society. But the great Stoic masters teach us that all these things are not only transient, but also really beyond your ability to directly control. If the government comes for you, you cannot prevent them from taking your money. If cancel culture comes for you, you cannot prevent them from destroying your reputation. You do not even have complete control over your own body. You can only go so far in preventing yourself from avoiding an accident or contracting some terrible disease. And even if you achieve that, you cannot avoid old age and the inevitability of time. The one thing you have complete control over is your mind. The one thing. Let them take your possessions. Let them throw your name in the dirt. Let them imprison you, torture you. But you will never surrender your mind. You will never allow them to break your spirit. For that is yours and yours alone. Book 12, Passage 22 That all is as thinking makes it so. And you control your thinking. So remove your judgments whenever you wish, and then there is calm. As the sailor rounding the cape finds the smooth water and the welcome of a waveless bay. And here we have it. My personal favourite passage from the great Roman emperor, the philosopher king, Marcus Aurelius. All is as thinking makes it so. That all is as thinking makes it so, and you control your thinking. Whatever you think, however you choose to apply your judgment, that is the truth of the situation. It has been suggested by some philosophers, Nietzsche for one I believe, that objective reality does not exist. Or at least, if it does exist, it is beyond our ability to perceive it directly. All reality is filtered and experienced through your own subjective lens of perception. And through this, we have the ability to shape reality. 
as we adjust our judgment, as we shift the direction and the content of our thoughts, so too do we shift reality itself. All is as thinking makes it so. Whatever you think, either positive or negative, however you choose to direct your awareness, that will tell the tale of your time on this earth. Again, you have the power. You have the agency. Become aware of how you direct your thoughts. Recognition leads to mindfulness. Become aware of the habitual responses you express toward common everyday events. Moment to moment, consider the quality and the content of your thoughts. And when you notice them to be lacking, when the content of your thoughts is less than satisfactory, redirect them appropriately. Right thought, right speech, right action. All is as thinking makes it so. 1232. What a tiny part of the boundless abyss of time has been allotted to each of us, and this is soon vanished in eternity. What a tiny part of the universal substance and the universal soul. How tiny in the whole earth the mere clod on which you creep. Reflecting on all this, think nothing important other than active pursuit where your own nature leads and passive acceptance of what universal nature brings. Perspective. Memento mori. It is so important. There is great value to be found in considering, really thinking hard about how very small and insignificant you are. Consider the vast, infinite, boundless expanse of time both behind you and also stretching out endlessly ahead of you. How very small you are, this tiny insect upon this little clod of earth, how short your time is. The purpose of this consideration is not to depress you. Sorry to disappoint you, but you're not as important as you thought you were. The key here is that once you understand how very small you are, once you really appreciate the small part you play in this great drama of life and existence, then you can let go of all that extraneous worry and concern. Do not concern yourself with all those additional worries. Let go of all those things beyond your control. Think nothing important other than active pursuit where your own nature leads and passive acceptance of what universal nature brings. Focus your attention on the work and the duty you must pursue. Nothing else matters. What do you need to do for yourself, for your family, for your community? That is the whole issue. Everything beyond that we gladly accept as fate dictates for us. 12.33. How does your directing mind employ itself? This is the whole issue. All else, of your own choice or not, is just corpse and smoke. There we have it. Once again, the perfect continuation from the previous passage. Quote again, how does your directing mind employ itself? This is the whole issue. Focus your attention. 
This is so empowering. Do not allow yourself to be distracted by all that noise. Look, there are plenty of worthy causes in the world. I know it. It is impossible to use social media, YouTube, corporate media, without being bombarded by someone else's agenda. Everyone's protesting about something and everyone wants you to join their cause. And there are a lot of important causes out there. But listen to me. You know what you need to be focusing on. Is it deforestation in Brazil? Is it Chinese genocide? Is it the lies of giant pharmaceutical companies? These are all terrible issues, but you and I, how much influence are we able to apply to correcting these problems? Of course, it is good to be aware of them. We should educate ourselves and understand what is happening around us. But do not allow yourself to be so distracted that you fail to apply your own effort directly where it is needed. How does your directing mind employ itself? All is as thinking makes it so. What are you going to do next? This is it. This is the final passage in today's podcast. We're finished. How will you direct yourself after this? Your thoughts, your actions. I'm not saying that you need to be hustling and grinding 24 hours a day. You take time off when you need to. Relax, read a book, listen to music, pursue the arts. But whatever you do, do it sincerely. You must respect yourself enough that you give your full attention to whatever action you choose to undertake. This is the key to a conscious lifestyle. This is the way of the Stoic. Brilliant. There you have it. Just a few of my favorite passages from the great Stoic emperor, Marcus Aurelius. There are so many more. When I read through the book trying to pick out good passages for the podcast, I ended up writing so many down. I had to go through them all again to get rid of half of them because it was just too much. And even then, I had to divide it into two episodes. So much wisdom. If you would like to read through yourself, please consider purchasing the Penguin Classics publication translated by Martin Hammond. That is the very best and the version I have been quoting today. I have also mentioned my own book, The Marshall Method, available on Amazon and Gumroad. If you haven't already noticed, I don't have any sponsors. If you're listening to this on Spotify or Apple Podcasts and you hear adverts, they are absolutely nothing to do with me. I don't see a penny for this podcast. I am doing this entirely for free because I like to connect with you and share the things I have learned and the things I'm passionate about. So if you would like to support me in my work, I don't want your donations. I'm not asking for money for nothing. I am proud of the Marshall Method. I have received only good feedback. It is packed with a lot of great information, and I am certain it will not only change the trajectory of your life, but you'll enjoy the process. You can get it in paperback on Amazon, or if you check out Gumroad, you'll also get the audiobook, which is a little something I'm very proud of providing alongside the ebook. Enter the code become the way, all lowercase, all one word, to get 20% off your Gumroad purchase. Links to everything can be found on budo.card.co. That's B-U-D-O dot C-A-R-R-D dot C-O. Or on Twitter, at Waybudo. 
Thank you, as always, for joining me today. I am going to have a few more guests on the podcast soon. And uh, actually, if I, if I haven't told you already, my wife and I are having a child, which we expect to be joining us toward the end of November. So I am very excited to pursue the path of fatherhood because you know that is most certainly in accordance with the way. All purchases of my book contribute towards supporting me and my family, my son. I can't wait. It's very exciting. Thank you for sticking around. Stay tuned. More content on the way. For those on the way, become the way.